You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Goes the encoder, and we're going to go. Welcome, and thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is episode 372 of the IT and the D Show. Happy day before the end of the coronavirus. It's, we are no, hanging it's out two days, Bob. Our, two uh, days. No, no, it's over tomorrow, at the end of the day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we're hanging out here in our respective homes. I hate, I hate you this so is, much. Uh, Bob, this, this is Bob, the sales guy. That's David Geek. Randy, I do the Twitters, is doing the Twitters. Find us online, itindthed.com. When it's uh, when it's up, um, <laughs> you can give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Yeah, I, I, shit breaks, man. What do you want from me? Like, I, you know... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. the one that pointed it out. I, didn't know. I figured somebody had told yeah. you because i know it's not like you looking at it anytime you know anytime any, in the recent future or the recent past uh so yeah this is where we usually uh where we used back it's like quarantine Do you really, like our last event was only like eight months ago and or like seven and it feels like five years since we've seen people yeah, for sure. And the, and the crazy thing is, I was on crutches at the last event, and guess what? I still am. And you still- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nothing's changed. Yeah, no, no, no events. No, Mister Superman, no home. We're not. We're not doing events. Uh, <laughs> there's a you know, hey, there's a big event tomorrow. Uh, everybody should get their asses out and vote. That's a whole thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do care who you vote for, but I don't care who you vote for. Just get your asses out and vote. It's a, it's, it's a thing. I heard a. Uh, Two thirds of the votes are already in. Dude, more like people. More people have it's voted insane. early in Texas than voted entirely in 2016. Are you serious? Yeah, I, b- I believe the count uh, as of this morning was 86 million, if I recall correctly. Votes have already been cast. Even uh, with Republicans blocking off the roads to the polling places. Uh, Randy. It's happening. I mean, it's he's not. Wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we do have people trying to run buses off the damn road, Bob. It's it's a thing. <laughs> Three months of blocking traffic, nothing. Now you're angry. Well, and that's the thing because they were oh, if you block traffic, you should get shot. You should go to jail. But not me and my big old pickup truck running the Biden bus off the road. Yeah, that's that's fine though. That's great. Yeah. Again, it's always it's the hypocrisy. No, not that. It's 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 now. see it's yeah. it's the hypocrisy. If if you're if you're going to be the one that says it's bad, then don't do it. That's that's always that's always been my thing. You know. All right, next. Next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, land landmines after landmines. It's it's a yeah we're yeah, that's these yeah. two man yeah I just you know. Um, but hey, we are joined by uh, by some awesome guests that I've known for uh, for I'd say a pretty long time. Um, they, uh, yeah. they at, they at least three or four uh, emails. They, You've known them for at least three or four emails. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but they uh, you know they they went and built a data center back in the day. They uh-huh. uh, they started a, a cloud practice back in the day, and they uh, basically they, they're doing a startup now. Um, you know, Jason Yeager, Nick Lubson from uh, Tenacity Cloud. How you guys doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Hey, we're, I'm just let's, let's just take a moment. We're like, we're actually having a startup on on the show. Like, it's, I feel like that's been a minute too, <laughs> for sure. Right? <laughs> what was the last startup? Probably pre-COVID. <laughs> the, the Zoom last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uber, but yeah, the Uber the, uh, or what are they called? Zoom ride? Zoom ride, yeah. Zoom ride. Okay. Oh, that's right. That, that was a few weeks ago. Dude, it's, again, weeks ago, three, in, in yeah. quarantine time, that could have been 1997. I, I, I have no... It's yeah. It's like it, dog months. It just, it's they're, they're it's not by about seven. It's, seriously like like Tiger King. Like I'm still trying to write. Like Tiger King was March. Right. This is like that was only seven and a half months ago when that broke, and like that seems like years ago now. I feel like that's like that's one of the landmarks that I have. Like Tiger King is one of the flagpoles of this year. That like okay that that was a point in time that I will remember and find that was like the third week of March and 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 then here we are. I mean today is what March two hundred and forty eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So everything goes to November third tomorrow, right, or November fourth the day after. What is whatever it is. That's when it. That's when everything. Yeah. Ends then, right uh, yeah. Yeah, then the coronavirus is over, and then we go back to normal. Yeah, that's that's why I've got Fred. That's, that's why I got Fred booked for next week, so he can explain to you why it hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, he's he's Don't he's ruin my Christmas. He's coming for you. <laughs> Don't ruin my Christmas. All right, but so uh, but seriously, hey, gentlemen. Uh, no, uh, so I got I got a very important question for both of you. I just uh, you know what what is the cloud? Can we start there? Uh, Nick can handle that one. <laughs> it's, the, the only correct answer is someone else's computer. That is the only correct someone answer. Yeah. That, is the only, that is the not only yours. Correct answer. Not yours. Uh, yes, so that is the I cloud. Guess, Somebody not, else's computer. It's not just iCloud, so, though. <laughs> right. So I love companies that are born out of they're becoming. There was an issue, or there's a problem. You know, not just coming up with a great idea, but solving a problem. And I think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head. Why don't you explain why it is you guys started Tenacity Cloud? And then we'll kind of dive in from there. Uh, yeah, we started it. Um, you know, we looked at the the landscape, and these these are complicated problems to solve managing public cloud infrastructure. So, um, and if you look out there, there's a lot of solutions for the enterprise. There's a lot of complex tools that you can use to manage uh, public cloud infrastructure, but you know, we believe every every company should have access to a well-architected, uh, compliant, secure, and optimized cloud infrastructure. So we, we want to take this to the masses. We want to democratize it. Bob, are, they, Bob are, they, are you okay with them saying democratize? I, I just want to make sure we're not making you uncomfortable. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Man, I didn't realize that was going to be another landmine. <laughs> like they're they're gonna be dude this in here all night long this this like this is oh yeah this this is the time of year where we just love to dig and and we haven't actually seen each other in person in months so this is where it comes out <laughs> i know i know i really wish we could be in person same so we'll have a, we'll have a, well, yeah yeah we'll so here, so too. what is so i guess what does that process look like i mean like so like what is you know, like what what does that mean for like for the for the average user? Like what 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 does bringing that control to them? Like what does that actually look like? What does that mean? So our tool, uh, we find and fix misconfigurations in the public cloud. Uh, we help companies manage their expenses in the public cloud. These are like three of the biggest issues that companies have when they move to public cloud infrastructure. Um, you know, it's it it's it gives you a lot of benefits, right? So. You know, it's infinitely scalable. You only pay for what you use. 
that allows companies to build infrastructure immediately and bring applications to life faster than they, they ever were before. Right. But it's extremely hard to manage. Um, it is a tool, and there's lots of tools in that toolbox. And, uh, you know, what we find is that most companies, 99% of all companies have misconfigured public cloud infrastructure, which leads to data breaches. It leads to, um, you know, spending more than what you should be on the public cloud infrastructure because it is uh, so extensible. So, you know, our tool helps them manage all of that mess. It helps them stay compliant. It helps them remediate issues, either automated or uh, single click. And it helps companies identify waste and and cost uh, implement cost saving strategies in the in their public cloud infrastructure. So, I mean, that that is a like a, a recurring theme that happens like almost every time recently that we've had a story about a breach. It comes from a misconfigured cloud setup somewhere. So, I mean, I, I get yeah. So, I mean, I guess you know how like why is that still such a thing? I mean, it's not like. Some, like it's not like this just came out. Like it's not like cloud is new six months ago. It's not like you know this. This has been a thing that's been going on for a while now. Why was there a need for you guys to come along? You know to to fix this problem that you know probably shouldn't be there. Well, um, I think that you 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 have trade offs, right? So you're trading something that's you know somebody else's computer. You're buying a piece of that, right? You're uh, per- procuring lots of microservices. So as the applications get further segmented out, you know, all of the data gets moved around to separate storage buckets. It gets uh, built in microservices. It becomes the application gets separated from what used to be contained in a single operating system. And so you're now deploying, you know, multitudes of more magnitudes of more infrastructure to support applications, which is good from a security standpoint. But the number of these things, the number of the things that need to be checked, need to be compliant, need to meet some sort of standard is getting larger and larger. So, yeah, I think the the most recent Capital One breach was an Mm -hmm. AWS S3 bucket that was left open to the public. And they probably have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of S3 buckets. It's not like they have one storage unit, you know, historically where, you know, there was one way in, one way out. They now have hundreds of thousands of these buckets. Each one of them can be configured to be publicly accessible. Right. So keeping track of that is difficult. So I I guess, you know, who's, you know, the, obviously the question, because, well, this is America, who gets sued? Um, Like who's, whose fault is that? Like, is that, the cloud vendor is it the client that's not taking in that either because i mean let's be real like one of the things you know whether it was you know we always joke you know hey the cloud is no different than shared hosting back in the day which is no different than you know shared mainframe services back in the day that kind of stuff it is part of that okay i'm giving up this control because i assume you know what you're doing and i assume that you are setting things up properly you know, so like, wh- like again, I mean, like, so like, I guess who whose throat gets choked in that scenario? <laughs> well, the customer is always responsible for their data. You know, public cloud companies, you know, have a pretty well documented responsibilities matrix. And, you know, they promise to secure everything from a physical perspective. So you're not going to be able to break into an AWS or Microsoft Azure data center and steal a hard drive that has customers information on. Um, you know, that's what they're telling you they're doing. They're keeping it available, durable, and secure from a physical perspective. 
that's where their responsibility stops. And it's pretty well defined. You're responsible for the security. The customer is responsible for the security of their data. And uh, so that that's where that responsibility lies. And companies need to take that seriously because they're the ones that are being held accountable by whatever agency right. or whatever compliance framework, whatever it is, whatever regulatory concern they have, they're the ones being held accountable for that. Well, then the one thing that I always liked what you guys mentioned, and I, I, you know, I'd rather you use the term free, but you say that your product is cost neutral, um, which a lot of people probably tilt their head on. And, and, and I guess, why don't you explain, uh, explain what you mean by that? It's, yeah, that, that is an interesting phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the biggest problems that companies face with their public cloud infrastructure, because they are deploying magnitudes of more resources, is there's lots of wasted resources in their environment. In addition to that, these public cloud providers give you tools to cut your costs, whether it's with savings plans or identifying instances that need to be right-sized or resources that need to be right-sized or, you know, telling them you're going to, you, know, you can actually commit to a long, you know, to having a, a number of resources on like a one-year agreement and get a discount. So basically companies are spending on average 30 to 40% more on their public cloud infrastructure than they should be because they're not taking advantage of these cost-saving strategies and they're not identifying wasted resources. Our tool helps identify those wasted resources. And in addition to that, it helps them implement cost-saving uh, cost strategies by utilizing what the public cloud providers are giving you to, to use. And that was something that we've always ta we've talked about since we kind of figured out this thing is what workloads do you put in the cloud and what workloads don't you? I guess... Talk to me about how you guys are helping address that because that's kind of the thing. Yes, you should put your web servers up there. No, you shouldn't put your bulky database up there. Or should you? Uh, you know what I mean? I guess that, you know, how do you guys determine wha what and where to put up there? Um, at this point, there are very few things that shouldn't be moved to the cloud. Um, <clears throat> you know, they've, you know, most of the, it, listen, the, the data is out. It is, even though you're responsible for the security and safety of your, your data, it is more secure to have your, your data in a company like AWS or Azure or even Google, Google Cloud. It's more secure to have your data there than it is to run it in legacy infrastructure. Uh, you're going to get better performance, most likely. Um, you know, you're going to have the ability to, you know, build with tools like microservices and, you know, all of these different you know, um, platform services that those companies offer. So it, it, there's, there are certain cases and you have to look at it case by case. You know, if you have a mainframe application, that's probably not suitable for the public cloud. So there are um, exceptions to that rule. But at this point, if you're not seriously looking at the cloud, you're going to get left behind from a technological standpoint. You know, it, 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 just from if a maturity perspective that. or what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, if I could add to that, you know, one of the other benefits of, of Tenacity Cloud is, you know, we have within our team 80 plus years of, of combined experience managing, you know, IT infrastructures um, through these various transitions. I mean, we, we also help advise our clients on which workloads should be where. That's, that's part of the power of Tenacity. Yeah, that was, I guess, another thing that you guys are addressing that was an issue was, you know, and Dave brought up earlier the security side. Um, is, is kind of that 
the checking that compliance box because a lot of times you would in larger organizations where security might be separate, you know, they'll say, Hey, we want to go cloud and security teams like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, you're not compliant. Mm -hmm. Well, now you guys can, you know, Hey, this tool checks every box. Hey, Mr. Security thinks your life is good. You know, um, you know, we can go on our way. Is that, I mean, is there anything more to that on the security front or, or is that, is that usually suffice? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, security teams can use our tool to ensure that the IT teams are building their infrastructure to, uh, for compliance. We provide full reporting based on five different frameworks right now. We're adding them all at the time. So, so our tool can actually be used as somewhat of a third party or internal auditing tool for companies to ensure that their IT teams or development teams are building infrastructure to a compliant uh, specification. Now, for those uh, that think this thing's like ridiculously expensive, it's 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 quite the contrary. You guys want to you want to tip your tip your hats a bit on on uh, what you got under the hood, or are you guys going to leave that to uh, call and find out? Hey, well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying they make a pretty they make a pretty uh, big claim here that they make demos fun. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's uh, just like a pod, just like an IT in the deep pod. I'm just saying it's that's a that's, that's a pretty big claim. They're they're shipping out the uh, the Detroit City Distillery uh, booze beforehand, <laughs> and then they turn the. Hey, that works well. You know, we've built our platform to be fast, affordable, and simple. So, you know, we we think that, you know, a lot of the tools out there are complex. They're geared towards the enterprise, uh, or there's there's many tools that you can use and mash them all together and try to make sense of this stuff. And so, you know, our tenet is to bring this to the masses, to democratize it, to step on another landmine. Uh, and so, you know, we have multiple pricing options. It kind of depends on size and complexity of the environment and what type of services that you want us to provide with it. But it's, you know, in, in most cases, it's cost neutral. We're going to find 30 to 40% savings immediately on a monthly basis. And we find that well over 90% of the time that covers the cost of the tool. Which is kind of awesome. Uh, you know, it's just figuring out now what, under what circumstances would you not be a fit? You know, it's always good to know that, you know, you can't say I'm good for everybody. Where, where, do, where do you not fit? Um, well, like I said, we, we, we have customers that are larger enterprises, um, but that's not really what we're geared towards. We're geared towards the smaller IT and uh, security teams and IT shops. So, you know, mid-market type places. But, um, you know, from a, from a perspective of compliance, you know, we're really, we don't have outside of that vertical. We don't have customers that, that aren't a fit for our platform. I was going to make a joke, but I'm totally leaving it. (laughs) (laughs) You should, you should just make a joke. (laughs) No, I didn't have one. That was funny. That was the problem. (laughs) That was, that was his. I bet Nick, I bet Nick had something funny joke. to say. He, he was he was using the term there. joke loosely. He okay. was yeah. <laughs> well, the, there is there is that one customer you, but that I doesn't do. care. Right. <laughs> right, that's true. If you don't care about the security, you, you don't care how much you're spending and identifying 
you know, those costs, if you don't care that much about security, we're probably not the right fit. Oh, and and uh, there are a list, there are a, there's a plethora of consulting firms that are lining up to talk to them, I'm quite sure. Because, like, Correct. <laughs> right. So uh, what, I guess that's a, a, kind of the, the corollary to that question is, is so like, you see you're going after the midsize, which is, you know, one of those things that we've, I think we've said a million times on this show that, you know, it is, it's that small to medium market that typically needs the most help. In, in with stuff like this, like they need, you know, they don't have a full time CIO. They don't have, you know, there's still John, the help desk guy, you know, that's that's running everything, you know, even as they've yeah. grown and scaled and all One that guy. stuff, you know, whereas, you know, your your larger enterprise organizations tend to have the infrastructure built out to be able to insulate themselves a little bit. So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, like in that vein, like then then who. I guess, like, what size are you? Like, what size is the ideal client for you? Put it that way, or, or like, you know, where where do you find that you've been able to provide, you know, your your greatest hits, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, they they do have to have somewhat of a, a you know, not a not a super large environment, but you know, if they're spending hundreds of dollars a month in public cloud infrastructure, they're probably not going to be a good fit, right? right. But but you're 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 down the right path with these smaller teams where they don't where they don't have the resources to have a CIO or to have a separate security team. Those are companies that we play really well with. And what's happening is all of the you know the it used to be the larger enterprises that required compliance and required you know a whole bunch of processes and procedures around the security of their data. And what's happening now is all of those enterprises are now pushing those down to the companies that support them, right? They're vendors. And and these are smaller to medium-sized companies that you just mentioned don't ha- may not have the resources that the enterprises do. But now they're being held to the same compliance standards and security standards as the larger enterprises just by the nature of doing business with them. So we help them keep and maintain those customers. Now, I've always had a difficult conversation when, you know, and I've come up with the, I've had answers for it, but you know, who knows if I'm right or not, but like, probably not, you know, you have a multi-cloud strategy right now with Azure, AWS, Google cloud, you, you know, you can go on, you know, on-prem colo, right. And and everyone always says it depends on the workload. And then you, then you go to try to figure out, well, which ones are for which cloud and workload down where I guess yeah. who comes up. I mean, uh-huh. you guys probably have a better answer than I do on that, but like, What's your thoughts on all of that in terms of what do you like to put where? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> sorry. Why have I hidden my bell? What's wrong with me? Uh, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, AWS is the, you know, the, the most, most mature player in the space. But, you know, I think it's probably a little bit of like Ford, Chevy and, you know, Ford, GM and Chrysler, you know, it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's probably, there isn't, you know, if you're, you're heavy windows, there's lots of data out there that says even windows workloads run just as well, if not better in AWS. So that's not necessarily the, the reason to stick with Azure versus AWS. Um, but you know, you're not going to have a problem if you choose any one of them. Right. So, um, but AWS is the largest and most mature. They they created the space. They started in 2004. So they have the most services. They have, you know, the most maturity in their platform. Uh, so, you know, that would probably be the one that we would lean towards. 
That's got to be one of the silliest, by the way, most successful mistakes like in Correct. the history of the uh, technology business. We bought right. too much shit. Let's sell it to some of our some of our friends. Well, like, it was yeah. They were building. They they were they exceeded. What's, wasn't that, that, that the story of New Jack City? Like, the- wasn't that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they they exceeded like Dell and HP's ability to provide them enough, you know, compute power. So they decided to start building their own infrastructure to support Amazon.com, and they just kind of said, "Well, if we need this." Probably other people do too. And so, you know, now it provides, it's like, I don't know, I can't remember, but it's, it's 20% of their revenue, but like 70% of their profit is yeah. what AWS provides them. It's some, it's something large like that. It's, it's, it's by far their most profitable division. As a non-shareholder, it angers me that I never bought stock in them. So I always just thought, you know, back in the day it was, hey, they just sell books. That's stupid. It ain't going nowhere. And, you know, yeah. Now they own the world. And now look at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're going to buy the moon next week. Yeah, yeah, Google, Google's just going to be the next Alta Vista. Meh. Right. <laughs> like the, rich, the richest woman in the world, you know, was his wife, which they got divorced and she became the richest woman How in the world. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying she didn't earn any every penny of that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's how much wealth. I, I let's let's be honest. Any woman, about. any woman married to any guy in tech at in any capacity is earning every single right. dollar exactly. for putting up with our shit like, and our personalities. You know, that's <laughs> no, if you read the story. If you read the story of her, she she like. Yeah, uh, didn't she bankroll and like she was the huge part? Yeah, of she was there time. early on. Oh yeah. yeah, she earned every penny. That wasn't my, co- my why I said the comment. I was just clarifying. I know, I know. If you can divorce somebody and that <laughs> becomes still the work, get, work uh, you know, wealthiest person in this class, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a thing. Be, to be that lawyer, you know. Oh What's his take? Thirty percent. You know, he's probably the richest lawyer in the world now. Or... Yeah. So probably negotiated five percent. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you're. Si- let's say you're sitting in front of a, a brand new customer. You don't know anything about them. They don't know much about you. Uh, I guess you know. Walk through a, a quick conversation with them. What are you trying to find out? And what do you? You know, obviously you're trying to solve. You know, the cost just for estimate. You know, justification and, and security. But what else are you talking about? Um, we talk a lot about visualizing all of your assets in one view across all your accounts and all your public cloud providers. Um, that's a, our, our platform provides that as well. It's, it's kind of the framework that allows us to provide the, you know, identify cost savings, identify waste, run compliance reporting and allow them to remediate. So the foundation is taking all their assets and visualizing them in one pane of glass for them and giving them the ability to sort and to categorize them by, you know, how they function as a business by application or business unit. So a lot of the conversations revolve around visibility of your assets across your entire environment. That's a, that's a big value add for our customers, but really, you know, if, if you're using the public cloud, every customer we talk to has one of these issues. It's, it's either one or all of them and they have them today. So um, really the conversation center around how we can help them, you know, manage all of this. 
it's funny. We've been joking for a few years now how companies are sprouting up everywhere because Azure is such a pain in the ass to figure out when you get the bill. And uh, look at you guys living proof right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's something like it, you know, in small environments, there's hundreds of thousands of rows in the full detailed cost report for from a public cloud provider because they bill on every single widget and unit that you use per hour. So they're taking things on an hourly basis. They bill by the minute sometimes. So you've got all these line items on your bill. We take that mess and, and clean it up and, and show them what they want. To see. So what I'm what I'm hearing here is that Azure powers uh, the CVS receipt system is is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Both of stole them. my joke. He stole my joke. You clown. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say the next thing you do is analyzing the CVS receipts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, God bless yeah. it. Nothing paper. So I guess if people are looking for more info or, you know, they're looking for, you know, to schedule one of these fun demos, uh, where do, where do people find you and how do they find out more about Tenacity? Um, Nick at TenacityCloud.com. <laughs> no, Anytime. Bring it all day. <laughs> TenacityCloud.com. We have a number. We have, you know, email address. We have, you know, everything's on the website. Everything that we do, we talk about our services. So. You can fill out a contact form or you can email Nick at tenacitycloud.com. <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still having dreams about the uh, green tomato uh, BLT at Zingerman's, by the way. Um, we need oh, to uh, yeah. get back there. Yeah. Anytime, what, man. Yeah, BLT is like my – that's like that's – like, you know, I have BLTs like two, three times a week. It's like one of my favorite sandwiches, especially in the summer. See, I'm, I'm either, yeah. either BLTs or clubs. Those are – that's typically my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I just had a BLT this weekend. <laughs> so, and, and then obviously, so, and then I, like, is there anything else we, is there anything we didn't touch on that we should? I, I just want to make sure we, you know, we, we, we get everything from you that you want out there. Well, I did most of the talking, so I don't know if Nick wants to get anything out there. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, Nick. I think you cover most of it. Um, I would say this though, you know, really it's, it takes less than 30 minutes to set up. We really encourage people to try it out. Um, we do make demos fun. We promise we'll make you smile. Uh, and you know, if, if you're kind of shy, like you, you don't, you know, our, our, a lot of our customers don't have all the talent they want in house and we can help them out with that. You know, that's and that's part of what we do. And that's sometimes a hard thing for people to admit. Like that's, it's, yeah. that's, and that's, that's a struggle for people to admit that they need help like this. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. no joke. That's the Biggie Smalls rule. Things that make you smile, what numbers to dial. See, you got it. (laughs) You got a joke in. (laughs) I did. I've been waiting for it all day. Um, Did you guys see The Mandalorian, the first first episode of season two? I haven't watched it yet. All right. Spoiler. 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 I was like, well, then then you're going to want to drop off because we're about to go. (laughs) Bring it on. Jason, Nick, good seeing you guys, man. Uh, TenacityCloud.com. I'll, uh, you know, you know, I'll be talking to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Cool. Great yeah. seeing you guys again. Have a good rest of the night, guys. All right. See you, Randy. See you, Dave. Yeah, it's definitely a, a super cool product. I got to see a demo of it. Um, and the customer was like, yeah, how about some of this and put a little of that in there and do a little bit of this. 
they put their coder on it and it was like, yeah, that's done. Here's the features for you. So it's like, it was like, it wasn't a small little feature overhaul. It was kind of a big deal. And they're like, yep, we'll do it. Done. Well, I mean, that's, that's the nice part of, of being a startup is you still have that nimbleness and that agility. You don't have, you know, 8,000 feature requests from 50,000 clients pending. And yeah. Right. And they still know, and it's still, they still know their own code. Exactly. Yeah. But hey, so, uh, before we dive into the Mandalorian, um, hey, um, dude, Sean Connery died. Like, 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 whoa. Suck it, Trump Buck. Did all of the, all of the celebrity jeopardies, but I mean, I don't care if it was him as James Bond to, you know, him in that stupid entrapment movie with whatever her name was with the, the button leather pants sliding through the lasers. Um, the guy who turned down the role of Gandalf and so decided to become Alan Quatermain. Yeah. Indiana, Indiana Jones dad. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the dude did a lot of stuff. Uh, in fact, I was just reading a story. Yeah. Well, and I was just reading a story where apparently way back in the day, um, Lana Turner, you know, a Hollywood, you know, mogul, you know, super like vixen of the time, um, was dating a gangster, uh, and said gangster would like show up on the set and be a total douche. Um, and there was this unknown actor, uh, who was like kind of a sort of a bodybuilder, uh, from Scotland that they pulled in as an extra for, for a thing, um, who, uh, like had no idea who this guy was, knew nothing about what gangsters were cause he hadn't been in the country very long. Um, and just beat the shit out of this guy because <laughs> he was giving Lana Turner a hard time and, and, you know, good, good for him. And that's, that's one of the like things that endeared him to several people in Hollywood. And that's how his career got started. I'm going to regret doing this, but for years and years and years, my uh, impersonation of him was, uh, would you, would you mind if I ran my fingers through your pubic hair? And that was, that was my Sean Connery. For you. Worst yeah. Connery ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. It's totally fair. Uh, but yeah, so I, I guess yeah, exactly. So I guess you know, in lighter topics, yeah, dude, Mandalorian uh, season two, episode one dropped. Um, wow, wow, wow. So when I said it, that they're going to give us Easter eggs, so if you haven't watched it yet, yeah, just tune out for like the next couple minutes. Like just just let us nurse yeah, yeah. for spoiler a second. Alert! Spoiler alert! Woo! So. I'm just going to dive right in. So a couple of things happened that I had to watch the Easter egg videos on YouTube to what they said what was what. Oh, I had to watch. I, I, I watched the episode three times so far. Yeah, I've watched it twice. The So apparently the the Obi-Wan from episode four, when, you know, old, when he yelled at the sand people, that like that weird shriek. Right. That was like that was a great dragon shriek. Yeah, so we, that's why they got scared. That's yeah, we, why, we we all knew that, like, Bob. They, they're bringing, huh? We we all knew that, Bob. I didn't. Know oh that. yeah, that was that was that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't read the books. Don't forget, like, you read. You know, the books told a lot about that. Uh, no, and the skeleton in episode four. That was that, that was, was a crate dragon. dragon. Yeah, and then the pearl was a, a part of uh, was it Knights of the Old Republic? Yep. Um, like it was a boss fight. Um. But yeah, then they kind of went down that little path, like where R two, like it might have went down the same one. You yeah, know what I'm talking about, and they and yeah, that that same little like walkway down the canyon. Um, you know, they brought uh, you know R five D four, you know, back again. Yep. Um, with the fixed, 
with the fixed motivator. Yeah, with the fixed motivator. Um, you know, there were a, a lot of, you know, obviously it was, it was kind of cool to see the Gamorrean guards, uh, you know, that we haven't really seen, uh, too much, you know, in the fight scene. Um, but obviously the, the biggest thing, well, at least the biggest thing early on was Boba Fett's armor making an appearance. And it was very clear right. that it was Boba Fett's armor making the appearance, had the little, you know, the sight thing up and, and the whole nine. I mean, it was, it was very, very clear that that was Boba Fett. Well, his armor, at least. But uh, the funny thing is, did you? How long before you knew it was Timothy Oliphant? Uh, until he took the helmet off. Oh, see, I, as soon as he said two words, and I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> I so that's the way I knew I knew the voice, but I didn't know from where until he took the helmet off. Yeah, yeah, but like you knew, I knew it wasn't Boba Fett in the beginning because he was like oh. too skinny. Yeah. Like, oh, that was yeah. Well, I mean, but then again, I mean if. Half digested by a sarlacc, yada yada. You know, it's been how many years, yada yada. Yeah. You know, it, it, but no, yeah, you knew it wasn't Boba Fett. Well, number one, because it wasn't the complete armor. Uh, you know, it was just certain you know bits and pieces of it, and you would assume that you know a, a Mandalorian wouldn't let it have gotten to that point. Well, he didn't have the Kenneth Cole three quarter boots either. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nice. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, so like no, the, the other thing. Um, like the one of the cool things that I was uh, that I watched on a YouTube video was uh, like I thought they humanizing the the sand people was kind of a, a cool thing, and apparently they hired a a deaf actor to invent the sign language. They did, um, which which was which was super was cool. Super cool. Um, yeah, so that that entire that whole thing was basically invented and created for that episode. Um, which is great because it'd be interesting to see if it comes back. Um, and you've got to assume that there's going to be probably at least one more episode back on Tatooine just based on the last three seconds of the episode um, where, ta-da, there's Boba Fett, sans armor. Well, there's also there's arguments it might be Rex, too. It's, no, he'd be, he could be anyone. Nope, he'd be far too old. Uh, Rex, at, Rex as a clone with the accelerated aging and all that stuff would be much, much older than that character at that point. That well, they're at least they're talking about him playing multiple. Rex would be alive at that point. Um, well, there, you've seen the thing at the end of Jedi where there's that guy with the white beard, and they're like, "Is that Rex?" Like, there's, there's a lot yeah. of, uh, um, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, there's just talk of him being multiple characters in this. It, it, yeah, but I mean, it's I, I mean, it's I I would assume that that's a foregone conclusion that that's Boba Fett. I mean, the the just the the look and and everything else. I mean, it was I I would they almost made it painfully obvious that it was, which I guess could be a throwaway, you know, a, a misdirection or a head fake, whatever. Pretty sure that's going to wind up being Boba Fett. Well, right now it's it's the good, bad, and the ugly, right? You got Moff Gideon. <sighs> Uh, Mandalorian and and Boba Fett and the right? Boba Fett, yeah. What's old is new again, right? Well, and it's you know it it's the it is it's the I mean let's be real. This is sort of that. I mean stuff like that is sort of the the attaboy fan service uh, that people were looking for from the sequels that they didn't necessarily get, um, which led to a lot of the butthurt fanboydom. Um, you know, so stuff like this is making, you know, the the ner- you know, the the OG Star Wars nerds like us fanboy out all over again. It almost makes you angry that Favreau and Tony didn't do the you know the the second sequel or the second uh trilogy. Um eh, see honestly 
dude, I'm I'm still good with the trilogy as it was. I mean, too, I'm I'm st- I'm still in the it, they were what they needed to be camp. Like that's yeah. But this, but these guys are like going through the books. They're going through video games. They're you know what I mean. They're they're I, I guess they're they're doing everything in their human power not to go down like uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely a thing. Um, all right, you got, you got anything else on that one before we move? I just wanted to say that it doesn't really feel like, aside from, you know, like the character and the set stuff, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Like the names and the the props and everything are Star Wars, but like the story, how the story progressed and how how the story unfolded just didn't feel like Star Wars, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. See, and, and to me, it feels a lot like these, like these episodes to me, or in, in particular, this episode to me, felt a lot like... Um, there were a series of books that came out <clears throat> that were like, you know, Tales from the Most Lively Cantina, um, Tales from the Empire, that kind of stuff that were these little offshoot side stories um, of, you know, what, you know, Dengar and what IG-88 did, like when they weren't hanging out being bounty hunters and what, you know, what, you know, the Max Rebo band did when they weren't on stage at the cantina, that kind of stuff. And this this kind of felt like that sort of story to me. And I'm okay with it because, like, I I think that's the like to me that's almost the beauty of the Mandalorian, is that it is going places outside of quote unquote stereotypical Star Wars. Like it is like it's not, it's not sticking with you know it's not the Skywalker storyline. It's not you know that that stuff that's just been you know beaten into the ground yeah. at this point. It it's and, it's uh, the original stories. The much smaller like scale scope too. Yeah. I think helps with that. It's not like, no, it's like the uh, following, it's, yeah, following Darth Vader golfing. That's what this is. <laughs> Four. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hey, one of the stories we missed last week, uh, which I, I I can't believe we didn't talk about, um, is all of the DMCA crackdowns uh, that are going on uh, between Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitch. Um, where a lot of people had moved to Twitch um, after the Facebook, or during, before, and after the Instagram crackdowns. Um, and now Twitch is hitting a lot of people and has been hitting people with DMCAs and taking down their content and that kind of stuff because they're getting hit, uh, you know, by lawyers and, and that kind of stuff. And, and a lot of people are kind of up in arms about it. And I, I, I don't know what to tell people. Like, if, if you're broadcasting copyright, protected content you're you're gonna get nailed at this point like the the bots are too good the like the the scanners that they have out there are gonna catch shit and these platform providers are going yep they're absolutely going to overreact in an effort to keep from getting sued and they will rip your content down and let when worry about letting you figure out what was wrong later yeah if you want to listen to music while you're gaming go for it but don't put put it through your headphones and don't put it through the stream Mm mm-hmm yeah, but I mean, why would you be upset about that? Like, you should know at this point in the game that it's not good. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Think. Like, you would honest, you would think, but no, because um, I mean, there there are a lot of people like all pissed off at Twitch about this, and I'm like, it's not, it's not Twitch's fault that you're doing this. It's it's not. Yeah, and that's you know, and you think about it too. These guys are making – I'm surprised that the games – I guess the games, it's a promotional tool for them. But, like, how much money some of these kids are making off these damn games. 
But, you know, they probably sell more copies when they see some kid playing it good, you know. Well, and and honestly, that's been that's where some of the I guess like some of the harsher, like nastier fights have started is there are some people that are getting taken down uh that are getting taken down strictly because of music that's in the game itself that they're playing. Um which is, you know, okay, which again, I guess you're you're playing a copyright protected, you know, you're playing a game and and you're sharing your play experience and whatever. Don't know what to tell you on that one. Like it's, you know, yes, I get the music is part of the game, but it's not on it's not on Twitch to figure out what's part of the game and what's not part of the game. So if they get a takedown notice, bye. Yeah, I say I never, I haven't seen too many videos of uh, um, Grand Theft Auto. You know, yeah, because what are they doing with that? Yep, the, it's all about the soundtrack on those. Yep. Um, have you gotten a chance to see Red Oaks yet on Amazon Prime? No, never heard of it. Uh, you need to start watching it uh, like immediately. Okay. Um, like b- before or after Andy the Queen, Shack. before or after the Queen's Gambit, because apparently that I have like nine thousand people in my feed telling me I have to watch that. Yeah, I don't want to watch. If it's British talk, I don't feel like watching it. You have too much paying attention. It's like a, it's like a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like fifteen minutes, and it's like, have you understood a word they've said yet? Um, <laughs> no, but it's uh it's like a Caddyshack. If it was kind of like a Melrose Place drama, but like mildly humorous but like no one-liners okay to describe it it's set in 85 at a country club paul riser is the judge smales um but like they follow more tennis than they do uh golf like on the tennis court you know what i mean um but the music's the music's obscenely good um they knock it out of the park um one of the main characters is costa from project x if you ever uh yep party movie Give me back my gnome, um, but no, it's it's a it's a phenomenal. It's really easy to follow. Um, it, it's super good. Like it's um, a little bit, uh, you know, romantic stories, a little bit funny, a little bit drama. But it's you know, but it's set up like an eighty-five country club. The the costuming and the characters and the casting is phenomenal. Uh, the hair and all that and the cheesy mustaches and uh, it's perfect. So Red Oaks. <laughs> Interesting. So, in I guess in that you know, since you since you mentioned Melrose Place, I guess that's a pseudo segue uh, into yet another remake that's coming out. Uh, Saved by the Bell is is getting oh. redone. Well, it's a continuation because it's well, it, the character. Oh yeah, because the OG cast is there, and 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 I and I but don't know how I feel teachers. about this. It's like Top Gun again. Like, oh yeah, apparently Zach's the governor. Like what? Yeah, he's the governor of California. <laughs> Slater is the gym teacher and football coach i do love the one clip in the uh in the trailer where the kid looks at slater and he was like god when i grow up i just want i want to be just like you single kidless and hanging out with kids hanging out partying with kids (laughs) and i don't know what elizabeth berkeley did jesse spano um she is the shiniest human being uh, she's shinier than the Mandalorian. Like if you, she at Comic Con, you could see her reflection. Like it was like a sniper in Modern Warfare, like across the the, the plane. And like on, then on TV again, they show Elizabeth Berkeley, and she is like it's like she just dove into a pool of baby oil, came out, and like 
is doing her lines. Like, have you noticed that? Like, I mean, she, which she might have. I'm not here to judge. I, you know, <laughs> of jumping in a pool. Of yeah, I'm not here to judge. So yeah, that comes out on November 25th. I'm probably gonna watch it. Well, I don't have Peacock. I was gonna is say, it yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, is it's, it one of the free shows or is it one of the? Because Peacock has some free content. Oh, I haven't even da- I haven't even downloaded it is, the app. It is on free. It is. Do you watch College okay. Years? Yeah, I watched College Years. Way back when, yeah. With the uh, Mike Golick, was that it? Was it Mike or Bob Golick? <sighs> Can't remember. One of the two. I, I, I think I think I watched like two episodes of that and was like, "Get no." I watched everyone. Of, of shame. Of course you did. Um, I, I guess pseudo local news, uh, and and you know because beer is always a theme. Um, Hopcat has been sold. All of them. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Um, you know, basically they just said, you know, hey, we we can't keep up with you know being shut down like this. Um, and I guess they sold it kind of like at a discount to the company that's already invested a bunch of money into them over the years anyway. Um, so I mean, it, one would think it would be a smooth transition, but yeah, I mean, it's always kind of sad to you know see stuff like that happen, and and I would expect, unfortunately, we're going to see more stuff like that happen, uh, just as we keep scaling sold back. For, sold for seventeen million, which think about if you start a beer bar mm-hmm. like twelve years ago. And you get to open up a couple of them and sell it for seventeen million. I mean, that's a that's a success story. I don't care who you are. Well, yeah, but I mean that you know how much of that is going towards existing debt? How much of that is actually yeah? yeah who knows? I mean, that's did any of the locations actually open up at all during uh, when they could after lockdown? I or? I, don't, I don't know. I know I know Detroit was doing takeout if I recall correctly, um, but as far as like open open for indoor stuff, no. Yeah. And that well, and that's. I mean, let's be real. That's, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a relatively recent development, and they were yeah. probably already deep in the negotiations yeah. on this, so why bother? Oh, and they put a lot of money into Royal Oak. If you went to Woody's oh, I remember. and then went to Hopcat, huge difference. Royal Oak closed, though, because the landlord wouldn't renew their lease. Well, the landlord wanted to triple their lease. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, kind of like what happened to Blackfin. That's because nuts. you know it's better for the building to sit empty than to make what you have been making for the last two years off of it. Right. Well, and then who else is going to move in then? Hopcat's yeah. kind of like the gold standard. Yeah. Right. Right. Who's moving in? Eh, just turn it back into Woody's. Be TGI, done with it. TGI Fridays, man, make a comeback. It's a Bennigan's all the way. Absolutely. Will, will those walls support all that shit hanging from them? <laughs> it's all about the <laughs> flair. Um, but hey, I guess you know. Speaking of restaurants and bars and all that kind of shit, um, people are already losing their mind and spreading massive amounts of disinformation about contact tracing. Um, I have seen everything from you have to have your ID photocopied when you walk into places, uh, which is not accurate uh, to, you know, and, and I guess like the thing that just pisses me off is people, this is being done to try to stop. So about to drop an F-bomb, a goddamn pandemic. Like they want to be able to share and spread information if somebody pops positive and they can let you know that, hey, somebody else in the bar that was here that night popped positive. You Why might want to go you yourself. Be because people because they're freedoms. I'm so sick of hearing this shit already. 
but you know, you call well, I mean, pizza, why, leave your name, your number, it, your address if it's getting delivered. Oh yeah, Meyer, I want I want thirty seven cents off a gallon of milk. Here's my name, phone number, and social security number. Take it. Go. No, I think the big problem is that they just single again. It, it uh, made a decision that didn't make any sense. They singled out bars and restaurants, but you know they don't. They're not. They don't. Not it's no, Bob. It's not just bars and restaurants. It is basically anything indoor. We have to support this at the at the podcast studios. When we have when we have shows come in, I have to enable this. Yeah. Any any no, in because they. They label it as bars and restaurants, so I didn't oh, know. Like, if you well, no, that's and that's part. No, it's it's yeah, it's bars and restaurants that are catching the flack for this. But theaters, gyms, anything that is indoor that people are going to, you need to enable contact tracing. But now, and now here's the problem. I just saw someone that said, you know, I managed this restaurant. Here's what I was given when I took over night shift. Oh, that was full page of that was a joke. That was Marie that posted that. I know who posted that. I can't believe, you know, <laughs> everything's bend over and, you know, Jack Meehoff. Well, and, and that's the, and so like to, and to me, that's, that's the dumb shit. Can you give a fake name and number? Yep, absolutely. Does that do anyone any good whatsoever? No. And this has been my biggest bitch about all of this shit and why we keep rolling back and why we keep having these issues and why things keep getting worse is because we live in a goddamn country where people are so damn entitled and more worried about me effing me than they are for taking two seconds to think of the greater collective good. I mean, that's why the, like the whole mask thing was an issue because it's not about saving your life. It's about saving other people's lives. This is about making sure that like we can actually stop a pandemic and make shit happen and people are still bitching about it. Meh. We love you when you're mad. Just kidding. Dude, like it, it is. Like the dude, like let's be honest. Nobody nobody wants well, okay, the owners of the places do. Like nobody wants to be able to go back to the days of walking into Temple Bar and 100 people on the dance floor and 30 people at the bar and hugs all around and shots and everybody's like leaning on each other and breathing on each other and like those those were great fun times. Wouldn't we like to get back to that? We can't get back to that because people won't do simple goddamn things that 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 don't directly impact their own lives. Like that's that's yeah. I'm just saying. So seriously, folks, if you're going out, here's the thing: it, you are lucky to be able to have the privilege to go out. At this point, you're lucky that places are goddamn open. You're lucky that staff is there to goddamn serve your ass to, you know, to keep you from having to make food at home and drink at home and all that kind of stuff. Do the right thing for the love of God. The thing that bothers me the most is the, the, the when the people are the servers are like over apologetic and like walking on eggshells up to you because I think they're going to I'm like, who are the people that are because mad? that's like, the norm, that's Bob? The that's that's the problem, Bob, is that's what they're used to getting. That's who they're used to dealing with. I'm so thankful and, like, reverse apologetic. Like, you could bring out the wrong food, and I'd be like, this tastes amazing. Thank yeah, you. It's good. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm, sure they're, I'm sure the cook did a great job. I'll eat this. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, but we're not the norm, dude. Lunch Yeah. I don't get it. No, I mean, I've, dude, I've, I've seen people like get, want, like start screaming 
at you know the hostesses or the staff or whoever at DSC. You know, I've I've seen I've seen that actually happen, and and I mean it's just it's it's ludicrous to me. Like I just I don't get it. No, it goes to the whole like you know people are going nuts, mental health stuck in the house. You know, yeah, I think it's just taking its toll, especially kids not going. You know, who knows what people's lives are going through, right? If they lost their job, you know. They lost their job. They should have gone. Well, you know what I'm saying. Well, no, and and that's fine. But you still shouldn't be taking that out on other people. Like, and and you and you should understand in general and for any reason. Yeah, and you sh- and you should contextually understand the hostess making minimum wage at the front t- at the front area to let you in is not making those decisions. The clerk at Seven Eleven that's you know making seven bucks an hour is not the one making those decisions. And so screaming at them, other than again making you feel better. What does that do? I watch, uh, you know what it made for now? Good good content because I watch the Karens and the Wild videos on YouTube and they're, they are absolutely gold. Oh my God, is that a thing? The, yes. I know that it's amazing. I, I might have to go look. Stuff that, oh yeah, it used to be Karen meme, I believe. Um, and it got taken down because it, uh, too many people pitched. And now it, it shifted to Karens in the Wild. See, that's the thing with when you take something down the internet. You're just going to regrow somewhere else, um, but yeah, it's it's gold. Um, speaking of which, have you ever bought like Comcast or Amazon or anything? Have you ever like you know when you rent a movie for like five bucks, six bucks, and it gives you an option to own? Have you ever owned it? Yeah, I have a several digital purchases. A, a few, not very many, and only because like it. You know, just because I knew that was something like, you know, John was going to want to watch over and over and over again within a couple days. And so it wasn't worth re-renting when he wanted to. So did you see what Amazon Prime came out with? Well, it, basically... I, I can't argue. This ar- isn't new. Well, I can't argue with them. Service. Well, is it the same as what iTunes was where you don't yeah. actually own the musical copy? You own... Yeah, you own the use because, right. you know, let's let's and, and there's a very logical reason for that. Like, OK, great. I, quote unquote, own it on Amazon Prime. Uh, if for whatever reason they lose the ability to stream that movie, if they, you know, like, you know, we, we all know shows disappear off Netflix and Hulu and everywhere else all the time. If they lose the ability to stream that show. Sorry. You know, if if you really you you probably should have bought the DVD. But it's kind of like then, uh, when I was a kid. Even physically owning right. the disc doesn't mean you actually own the disc. It's still just a performance license that you have to. View well, it, but it, well, yeah, okay, but you, you can't like just turn off a DVD. Like you can't yeah. restrict my access. Like you can't restrict an access to a stream. The mailman doesn't take it back. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Best Best Buy isn't showing up at my house to repossess the DVDs for the movies they no longer have access to. Right, but it goes back to I wish I had a blockbuster tally of how much money I spent on renting uh, the Toxic Avenger, Faces of Death, and Halloween Havoc '89. Like it's probably like hundreds of dollars because we must have rented it thirty or forty. Like you should have just bought the damn things. But it, you, there was nowhere to buy it at the time. Thomas Video didn't exist. Uh, um, you, you couldn't buy like the weird <laughs> B movies. Well, no, and so and honestly, the weird, the, the like the truly bizarre thing about this lawsuit, and and even Amazon's lawyers pointed it out, is it's the lawsuit was filed by a lady who has not has never lost access to anything. Um, apparently, she maybe she just finally got around to reading the terms and conditions. And and oh, by the way, 
has continued to purchase things to own off of Amazon since filing the lawsuit. So it's kind of like, hey, lady who's suing McDonald's because the coffee was too hot, if you're back the next day to get coffee again, I have questions. Right. It's a hot cop. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, companies going bye-bye, have you ever used Expensify? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I have as well. And apparently the CEO thought it'd be a good idea to send an email to 10 million people and to uh, nose, nose down on them how to vote. So, and, and, uh, and here's, of, uh, here's where this is people. bad. Well, and here's, here's why this is bad in, in my estimation. I am perfectly okay with a company to their customers espousing their values. I don't care. Like, I, I don't care if, you know, this guy wants to put on their website that, you know, he's supporting, you know, Biden and this is what it, and this is why and all that kind of fun stuff. The issue that I have with this is that this email went out to people who don't even necessarily know that they are a quote unquote customer of Expensify because it's some, you know, they're the company they work for is a customer of Expensify and it is that company that is paying that license. And so now if I'm that company, I'm like, okay, so you just snagged all of my employees' emails that are in that system technically for our use and our tracking purposes and our record keeping purposes and went ahead and essentially spammed all of them with this. You know, that that's where this goes bad. Well, here's the thing. Like we talked about this, the Keith Olbermann principles, right? Like if you as a company want mm-hmm. to cut your customer base in half, then then I guess good luck to you, right? Uh, happy trails. Um, you know, you know that's the that's the one thing. Um, you know, most sales guys I know will not ever talk politics because it's in their best interest to not do it, right? Um, just because you don't want to, you know, if you want to cut your customer base in half, I mean, I can't afford to do that. I don't know too many people who can. Um, and for this guy to do that, it just seems, I don't know, just, uh, you know, I can understand why he'd be angry. I can under, I understand almost, most of every argument that anyone can have. Yeah. But just to, you know, use that. If he wants to come out in a tweet and say, hey, you know, this is a, this is what we think. Cool. Or, or uh, well, and like I said, cool. I mean, it's it's the fact that it was an email to his customers, customers and customers, employees and that kind of stuff. That's That's where I have a huge issue with it. Good idea, bad execution. Yeah. Right, but even just sending an email, even if you sent it to your 500 enterprise customers to told people how to vote, like it's it's just bad tact. It's just it's just garbage. I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean let's let's be yeah. I mean the the sending an email like that in general probably not not the smartest move. I mean on on the one hand. I you know, I I will give him the kudos and the credit for being willing to sacrifice, you know, potentially half of his business um, because of his principles and values. Sure, shareholders don't appreciate it, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you a, know, and not do it. But isn't that part of the problem with today's world is that people are too worried about what the goddamn shareholders think and not about what, you know, the actual principles of the company are? I mean, it's public company 101, man. You know that. You I, know that. No, I'm, j- you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, it, but, but isn't that part of you know isn't that part of the issue is that companies you know how many times have we bitched about you know companies don't have a soul they don't you know they they only operate on a spreadsheet not based on emotion or a lot you know it's you know like i said i mean on on that front I, I'll, I'll give him credit for for being willing to be that bold 
most companies have a soul until they go public. That's the you know. That's well, and the, yeah, I mean that's reality. It's a thing. Right. There's there's you know the guy that's you know the guy or girl that starts it has passion. You know has puts their, puts their just their life on the line for it. Um, then they make a ton of money. Then they go public, and then they uh, and then everything's a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The, I, I, you know, like I said, I get it. You know, I, I, I can, like I said, I see the bad, I see the good. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's smart to have done it. Like, let's make no mistake, but I can understand it. Um, we've, we've bounced up against Netflix a couple times now, uh, and I guess their pricing is about to shift for some of their plans. Not all of them, because like the, the unlimited whatever thing that I have, I didn't see in that list. Yeah, so premium, which is 4K content up to four simultaneous streams, goes from $16 to $18. Standard, which is, you know, regular 1080p with two simultaneous streams, goes up a dollar from 13 to 14. And then uh, the basic, where you get standard definition video and just one stream at a time, will stay $9. You know, I got a beef right now. You might, I haven't done a good rant in a long time. But you know why their prices are high? You know why their prices are going up? Because they spend eighty. Because they spend eighty million dollars making Bright. <laughs> I that, didn't think that. it was a horrible movie. <laughs> it wasn't how worth eighty million dollars. <laughs> take a guess. Take a guess how much Adam Sandler's made off of Netflix so far. Oh, mother of God! I don't even want to know. He's on his third two hundred and forty million dollar contract. What? He made four movies for $240 million, signed another one. He's two movies in on it, and then he's in for another one. Um, and here's the worst part. That one, there's a, some the Jennifer Aniston movie with Taylor Decker, whatever the hell her name is. Like, are they getting $240 million out of his shit? Like, are they really? Yes. Go look it up. I was looking up richest Netflix or richest actors. Like Sasha Baron Cohen's worth like 140 million. They're like, no one touches Adam Sandler, whose net worth is 420 million. And then he started listing off the contracts he got. Oh no, no, no! My question is: Is Netflix getting 240 million dollars worth of value? 83 million households watched his last movie. Okay. So I mean, at this point, I think you could watch the garbage show on Netflix. Have you seen like what's number one? Sometimes it's like they're putting out like Hallmark movie trash, and people are like, "So all right, so you got nothing else sounds like eat it up, eat it up." I'm sorry, so you said 83 million people. Uh, let's let's yeah yeah. So 80 yeah. So let's assume uh, 12.99 plan. Uh, okay. Uh, so there's a billion dollars, but that's divided up across, I don't let even just saying, you know, the 30 days, uh, you know, cause people watch it. Okay. So that's $35 million. So that, like, like that just like, are people running to Netflix to subscribe? Like, are there subscription numbers jumping because of this? Are there like, what's like, is there really an ROI? I mean, I, somebody clearly thinks so, or Adam Sandler has phenomenal blackmail photos of them. <laughs> or they need. Or they need original content, and he's you know 
he's got stupid movie ideas and and people watch his shit. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like I love. I discovered uh, Hulu has like gone retro seventies TV shows on me. Like they've got all of uh, like Taxi. Um, you know, uh, Three's Company is on there. Uh, a lot of the old like '70s shows that you know, and early '80s shows that we grew up with have made their way to Hulu. That I'm kind of digging. No, it's a comfort thing, man. There's a reason why McDonald's sells so many hamburgers. It's not because they're good. It's because it's comfortable and it's it's you know it. You well, know it's it. yeah, it's it's Starbucks. Consistent. A a a burnt cup of Starbucks coffee is a burnt cup of Starbucks coffee is a burnt cup of Starbucks yeah. coffee. And you watch the Adam Sandler Halloween movie, and you're like, whippity doo. Right. The same one-liners, the same I, cameos. I, I remember he made me laugh. I remember. I am. I am. You I'm. Can I'm do a, it. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a little disappointed that this is going to be the first election in quite some time uh, that we will not have a South Park episode immediately drop uh, to skewer everything that goes on. That was always one of the things that I was. Infinitely fascinated by was how quickly they got that done. Are you sure? I mean, dude, I would assume something would have leaked by now if if they had something like you would think something would have leaked if they had an episode dropping on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, are you watching SNL lately? The, the oh, the absolutely. Clips? Oh, dude, uh, Jim Carrey is. Biden is knocking it out. Is Biden is knocking it out of the park? Oh, dude! I, the whole terrible. the whole Edgar Allan Poe Nevermore thing I thought was hilarious. Like I I thought they did a. I missed that. That's one. it's the most recent one. I thought I thought they did a phenomenal oh. job with it. So and that's the thing. Like so to like I'm 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 watching I'm watching on Hulu when it's on the next day, and I'm watching the cold open, and then I'm watching whoever's opening it, uh, and then I'm watching Weekend Update. Because Weekend Update has gotten hilarious again, um, and I may like if I if I see something like somebody mentions like a clip was funny, I'll I'll sit and watch that. But like that's usually my SNL experience as I burn through that, and then yeah. Speaking what's of, your take uh, on this? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Randy. I was going to say, speaking of uh, watching next day on Hulu, uh, everybody finish Archer. Hmm. I. Uh, I. There were some interesting things in the last episode. I've a lot I, of great one-liners. I am oh, a lot of phenomenal one-liners. I am going to be so angry if he is still in a damn coma. Yeah, like I I will and I and I couldn't figure out if that's where they were going or if oh, it's God. the it's like you know his brain his brain was shutting down because he was in the cold water and yada yada, yada and and that was the thing. But Did it also happened before. He I was, was going to say, but it also happened before he got in the water when everybody turned into the space nineteen ninety or the space nineteen ninety nine crew. Um, yeah, I was I was a little bummed that it was only eight episodes, but then it's one of those things where like, hey, I'm I'm thrilled that they even got eight episodes done. Yeah. Um, in, you know, over the course of all this shit, especially, I think we might have actually even talked about this on here at one point where the voiceover actors could not get into the studios, and so they basically sent trucks they sent like vans to their houses with uh gear that they would leave on their porch the actors would come get it from their porch and then go sit like in their bathroom closet um and have like an ipad and a mic uh so that they could like two-way communicate with the the guys in the van doing the voiceover work and that's i think a lot of people have said a lot of people that i've noticed on like the the facebook pages and that's that i've that sort of stuff have been commenting on how different they sound this year and i think that's the reality of it is you're hearing them not being in the studio. Yeah. Uh, plus they announced that there will be a season 12. So yes, that's uh, exciting. 
Did uh did you read the thing about the hackers infiltrating the uh Wisconsin uh the Republican uh Yeah, they got what? Uh a little over 2 million. Yeah, all they basically got all the checks routed to them through a phishing uh attack. Oops. I know, right? It's like 2 million but like you don't realize how much money is going in all this crap and that's just for Wisconsin. Dude, I was watching, um, I've been watching The Circus on Showtime. Um, If you haven't watched that, that is a great show. Um, Half hour episodes basically following and tracking this whole campaign chaos. And uh, one of the things they were talking about on this latest episode last night is in the single race in South Carolina, the Democratic candidate has raised $100 million. Just to buy TV spots and Just shit? for whatever. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Uh, do South Carolina Senate race. Um, do do do. So it is. It is basically the. It's the person who is going up against Lindsey Graham. Uh, and the best part was was like even the candidate, the the guy that's running against him, was like, "Look, I get it. This has nothing to do with me. This is fu Lindsey Graham money." <laughs> How old is Lindsey Graham for crying out loud? Well, and that's the thing. Like, so he, Lindsey apparently Lindsey was on, uh, and they even talked. They even showed the clips. He was on Fox News, almost crying, um, begging for people to help him because he was getting uh, like the because his Democratic opponent was raising so much money that he couldn't keep up, and he was you know afraid of what was going to happen. It was amazing. But why? Here's the thing, though. Like, if he's been around since like the Reagan years. Like if if you don't know his name by now, why does he need that much money? You know what I'm saying? Like just this whole that's why I hate politics. This stuff's all it's all stupid. So you're gonna buy more Facebook ads than him, so you're gonna win. People are gonna go, oh, I saw it on TV. It's uh, Jamie Harrison. Oh, that's yeah, Jamie, Jamie Harrison is his opponent's name. You know what I'm saying though? Like all, from all the all the Facebook crap I've had to read, all the. Shit on TV, dude! All the shy dial voicemails, text messages. Oh my god, I can't wait for this to be effing over. No, I know, but whose mind did it change? That's what I want to know. Like, apparently, somebody's because of the well, the great hacker. Which one was it? Which uh, did they document that? Yeah, the great hack. Yep, not the great. Yeah, but like you know, you know. Here's the thing. Like the one thing that I've noticed, the the manipulate into the buzzwords. You know what I mean? Like they get people to say one thing. Their mind's made up and like, like when they do like Hillary's a crook, like that was an example from the great hack. Oh yeah. But then like, well, what did yeah? Then you ask someone on the street, like, what did, what did she crook? And they're like, um, 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 but it's yeah. stuck in their head and it'll never get out. Like I can see it going on right now with, with this, you know, the one liners. Oh, well, what did he do? Well, I, uh, uh, like, you know what I mean? It's oh, but, but, gets in people's but, heads. but, but Hunter Biden. Okay, cool. I, I won't vote for Hunter Biden. I got another hundred one-liners on that one. Right. <laughs> so do we do we, yeah. do we really want to open the door on on talking about you know kids? Do we do we Don? Do we? <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like I thought, yeah. Then then this one's fair game, but they're not fair game. That's the thing. Like everyone. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. Like you're offended by this, but when you're Un- until you do not, it, like, yeah, you yeah, yeah, you can't go after Obama. Like Obama's kids are off, but then you can go after Biden's kid. You know what I mean? It's, and it's all backwards. Like 
you know, the wall was bad then, but it's not, or, but it's now it's, you know what I mean? Like it just, you know, my team, good, your team, bad. This, this stuff drives me literally insane. It's, so like when, when the, when the other team scores on the lions and it winds up being a good thing. Right. <laughs> yes. Let them in. Like, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here. I am, you know, clowns that left of me, jokers to the right, man. That's, that's me in this whole process. Like, can I vote for my sock, please? Like, is can can some can someone just join? Like, anyone? Where's 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 uh, where's Monty Brewster when you need him? Soupy Sales, I'll vote for him. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think of the dumbest thing I can think of. Is he still alive? No. I, don't know. I mean, no. is Vermin Supreme no. running again? Right. Who? The guy who wears a boot on his head. Boot. You don't know Vermin Supreme. No. Perpetual presidential candidate? Who knows? Although I, I will say one of the most interesting developments uh, of the election season is Walmart pulling all their guns and ammo. <laughs> See, now, then I heard that it's back, but then I heard that it's not. I mean, apparently it's, crazy- it's apparently it is still in the store. Uh, they just uh, they did not accept new shipments, and you have to uh, like go find someone and request it, and they will bring things to you. It's not out open; like you can't like just walk up and yeah. Yeah, most of it was behind like Dunham's. The guns were behind glass cases anyway. Um, but the, you know, the crazy thing is they're already boarding up stores in Dearborn. I heard. All it, I've seen is the marshals. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's other? it's not just Dearborn, dude. Uh, like there there are cities around. I mean locally. Oh yeah, I mean locally. no. Well, and it, you know, and it's one of those things where like people are assuming shit's gonna go sideways. You know, especially you know they're they're saying Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I mean, there was that FBI report that came out last week um, that basically said there is a extremely elevated risk. Um, of civil unrest uh, in Michigan, and Michigan was one of those five states, close to the top of the damn yeah, list. Philly's, I mean, there's Philly's a mess right now. If you've kept in touch with that, like, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a little crazy. Everything that's going on, and not a little crazy. It's a lot of crazy. But, <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of crazy. Twenty twenty, right? It's twenty twenty. What else do we expect, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we just went through a uh, you know full moon, daylight savings time coming to an election. They're calling for up to five inches of snow this weekend. Like what? Like just whatever. Like I like Thanksgiving is just going to be like a, it's going to be the South Park Thanksgiving episode. It's going to be mutant turkeys coming to kill us all. Like that's we're done. No, no. You know, it's funny. Speaking of Thanksgiving, oh you know, California, that makes me laugh. California, that, that that the lawmakers and the governors they sit around and talk about Thanksgiving, and then they put rules in place. This is why this is why this stuff is goofy to a lot of people because, like, again, apparently California, you can only see your family for two hours, and you can't sing, and and, and no more than three households can get together. So you have like yeah. like um, you. And and grandma and grandpa and like your brother, but your sister's out. Sister's got to sit in the garage. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find out the the, the rules. Um, singing, chanting, shouting, uh, and you can't do this. It's, it's a discouraged, and the playing of wind instruments is discouraged. I like, mean, those are all sitting around talking about this. Guests may get. Thanksgiving must be outside, and you can use the bathroom if it's sanitized, and you can't sing. 
I mean, so like little little Johnny can't give his uh, recorder concerto at Thanksgiving. <laughs> right? No, no wind instruments, and you can only watch one half of a football game because it's only for two hours. Oh, that's right. Football. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, see, that's the thing. Can't they just say be? I guess you can't say be sensible. Who am I? Who the hell am I? <laughs> I dude, no, you you absolutely cannot say that. You no, that's yeah, no. And unfortunately, <laughs> can I can can do I need to replay my rant from like twenty minutes ago? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, every once in a while, I like to hope. You know, that's all I want. You know, people be. You know, yeah, I, dude, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, you know, it's like I said. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I you know, seeing all of the you know the the pictures that get posted and and all that stuff where people are still just clearly not taking this seriously, and I think it was actually Eric Thomas had a great post, and he was like, "Look, anybody that I have ever seen like you know posting photos at the bar and hanging out all over people, you you don't get to post any okay pray for us because Grandma has COVID posts like you you don't get to you don't get to make that post because it's probably you that gave it to Grandma because you were out being an idiot. He's not wrong. Yeah. Um. I, so you know, and that's the thing, man. Like you know, you know, I've gone out to lunch and stuff, but it's that's I haven't gone out to dinner since this whole thing started. Um, Dude, I mean, it's like yeah, you know what? I've I I hit whiskey in the jar maybe once every two weeks. Um, it is always sitting on the back porch. It is the same six people that are always there. We are always sitting like way apart from each other, hanging out. And, and yeah, I mean, it's nice, safe. Like I haven't even gone back to temple and well, and I just saw, I think old Miami shut down again. Yeah. Old Miami is closed. Lost river is not opening for the rest of this year and probably not until at least late next year. It's like it's weird because some places are opening like Kit Kat opened up. Yesterday, I just saw posts and like. All right, well, I mean, if, I, know, it, right? I feel like but, if you've if you've ever been in Kit Kat, you might be immune to COVID. Like that's the. <laughs> well, look up their Facebook page. Like they had a Halloween party, and there's like six people in the place. So it's like, oh, dude, Mikey uh, uh, from Shillelagh was like, "Oh my god, I'm so slammed!" and like did a video of the bar. There was literally not a single person in Shillelagh on Halloween night. Like that's that's crazy to me. Well, that's the, and that's what, something, something changed or something happened because I went to lunch at Como's. Um, they've been real good because they got that patio and I like going there because of that. Um, but it was freezing that day. So we sat inside and I'm like, all right, just, you know, they know what, they know what to do as far as where to put us. There was one other, two other people in there besides me and uh, the person I was with. Like during lunch, like, I, you know, to me that just, I, I don't. Not that I don't get it, but I'm like something, something's changing, or I don't know because it usually, you know, it was packed back in you know summertime and the patio was packed. I think Randy, we went, yeah, you couldn't get a seat, you know, or it was spaced out, but you know what I mean, you couldn't, yeah. you know, it was full. But like now, it's like yeah. It's and honestly, I, I I do I I think part of it is I think some of it is people are starting to wake up a little bit and 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 are starting to realize that this is no joke. Um, I, I think some of it is a lot of people have lost their effing jobs and, and don't have the money to be going out, um, and doing stuff anymore. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And then, you know, yeah. Having a, you know, and it's not the cheapest place in town either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's the thing though. Like, it's funny. We were talking about drive throughs. Um, like, have you noticed like how long the lines are at drive throughs? Uh, like, it seems like Halloween night, Tony and I went to McDonald's in Hazel park and we were in the drive through for over an hour. At a McDonald's. Yeah. So, and it's for like a, well, and some of that could dude, like even the Wendy's that's by my house. And, and I think, you know, part of it is, and I don't, I, I've never asked them why this is, but they're only like taking one car through the process at a time. Like, so it's, you know, you're, you're, you know, you place your order and then, okay, cool. Go ahead and pull your car up. But only after that last cut, like there's never been a car in front of me when, when I pull up to the window ever. And I don't know if like they're wiping yeah, down. I, I never saw that with anyone. I don't know if they're like wiping down the counters and all that stuff in between cars. Which hey, good for them if they are. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because I used to go to Tim Hortons. Uh, like they just run them through. Like you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Hey, uh, but no matter what happens, uh, we will have Oreos. I, I think that's a really important thing to note. Uh, that that apparently Nabisco uh, has has built a uh, a vault in in Norway <laughs> that that they have stored Oreos. I had to read this. I, I had to read this three times to see if it wasn't Babylon. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was an onion thing too. Uh, but they have stored Oreos um, and the recipe for Oreos uh, in in this vault. So if, if things truly go sideways, um, hit up Norway, uh, grab, grab some milk and, and you'll have some Oreos to snack on. That's, that's no matter what. Hydrox are still better. And the original, I was like, they're, they're, they're the original blasphemy. (gasps) See now, have you had an Oreo lately? Yeah, I I got some upstairs. Oh yeah. Those, those pass the SpaghettiOs test. Those are, I haven't had one in, 10, 15 years, and they're freaking delicious. See, my issue with Oreos is who decided, like, I, I need, again, let's get, let's go into the boardroom conversation and the flowchart. Who decided that they needed, like, carrot cake Oreos? And, like, okay, like, peanut butter Oreos. Shelf space, dude. Peanut butter Oreos, phenomenal. Do, do, I, do we need carrot cake or do we need coconut Oreos? Do we need... Dude, it's all about shelf space. Like, I don't think you realize, like, the army battle that goes on and the money that's involved. Dude, I had a conversation with somebody that, like, did they sell their company for, like, $50 million? And they said, what do they do? They buy end caps at Kroger and then sell them to companies? Like, that's a business? Like, you don't really, you know, trust me, that was my face, too, dude. Wow. Um, there, There's company like, I remember, uh, you know, when I sold beer, and then I started learning about, like, what what's involved in getting shelf space it's like it's a science and like it's salesmanship and like you know you got an end cap for bud and bud light this weekend like that costs someone a lot of money to get that oh i'm sure you know uh and then the only other one i got that i'm kind of curious to see how it plays out is apparently researchers have developed an algorithm uh that can detect a signature in a covid cough uh that is not it's not detectable by human ears Interesting. It's like a Ozzy Osbourne album backwards. Well, I just, I, I just think it's cool. I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, you want, 
you know, ways to self-diagnose. You want ways, you know, you want apps out there that can, you know, help track this stuff and that kind of thing. Kind of a cool concept. And this, you know, they, they, it's, uh, it had a 95% accuracy rate in people that had tested positive. And then this is weird. It had a 100% accuracy rate for people who had not yet tested positive. What's the trigger? Is it like, what's the difference between that and the allergy? Co- I don't know. I don't know. Apparently there's, there's, why. that's why they're researchers and we aren't, Bob. That's, is this something they can do on a smartphone? Like, that's, that's what they, sensitive? that's what they said they're working on. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cause like if they would, if the microphone built into your smartphone is sensitive enough to determine, that's great. Yeah. But if you need like special, you know, four thousand. No, they said that's, that's, that's the next yeah. step is working, you know, trying to integrate it into an app and getting it out there, which is nice. super. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I got. Yeah, likewise. Um, we're gonna, I guess, wrap things up for episode three seventy two of the IT and the D show. I'd like to thank uh, Jason Yeager, Nick Lubson from uh, Tenacity Cloud. Always a good chat. Uh, definitely check them out. This is a super. And if I told you, I'll, I'll tell you offline how much they uh, charges. Like it's it's insane. Like you'd be like you're gonna get sh- you're gonna be shocked. Um, like I hope these guys do real well. Um, but yeah. Uh, on behalf of uh, Bob, Dave, and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it. All right. See you guys.